two of the best in the game. And so we're going to talk about that subject today and just hear a little bit of their story and their heart. And uh, I think it'll be encouraging for some other parents out there. So we'll get right into it. Let's hear girls kind of your start of motherhood in the context of what that looked like and just where your frame of mind was, whether it was something that you had prepared for or didn't see coming or just, uh, yeah, the, the background of that. Okay, well, I'm Christiana. I'm the middle middle sister. So um, my story was kind of unconventional. I had um, I, my, youngest, my oldest son, um, right out I was in my first year of college and um I he was unexpected (laughs) so I was 18 when I got pregnant with him but I have to say right up front he was the biggest and has been the biggest blessing and the best thing to ever happen to me and so even though it was um you know everything wasn't really in order there he um he was just everything i needed at at that time um it was it was kind of a a struggle of course at that age being um having to grow up and be a mom because uh, you're just a kid i i remember rachel (laughs) getting upset with me (laughs) she's like you're too young. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like telling mom and dad about this unexpected little guy? Well, that wasn't so, so <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, I just remember my mom getting really upset, of course. And um, my dad, um, if, if you know my dad, he's very sensitive. So he just cried. And of course, that was that was hard for me to see him, mm-hmm. you know, so upset. And of course, they were they were upset, but they always supported me through everything. And um, you know, I they weren't like you know you're kicked out or <laughs> exiled. Yeah. No, and my mom went with me to every single doctor's appointment and um, just supported me through through everything and even you know being that age I still and I I have been with the um baby daddy (laughs) now my husband of 20 years so um so just to tell you a little bit about that his name is Justin um but we tell tell about his uh famous quote that lives on time will tell (laughs) yeah yeah, so he got in trouble with my mom. My mom had, because <laughs> he, so we're seven years apart, and so um, my mom wasn't very, very happy with that. So one day she found him and was like, <laughs> you know, you need to leave my daughter alone. And he was like, ma'am, time will tell. Well, <laughs> time has told. Time has told. And <laughs> anyways. And we have two sons now. Um, we had Riley four years later. Um, yeah. And yes. motherhood has always been something that's been on your heart of something you've wanted. Absolutely. And even though, like, um, I like I said, I was in my first year of college when I had him, and 
I, I tried to go back to college about three times and it was just like, <laughs> it wasn't my thing. I never finished, but um, I think my thing was motherhood because, you know, I worked, I worked for about 10 years. I started, after my 10 years of working, I um, started staying home with them. We started homeschooling and it's just been, <laughs> It's been a joy. I mean, it's been a roller coaster, but it's been pretty, pretty amazing. I wouldn't trade anything. Um, I wouldn't trade my life for anything. So, yeah. all right, Ange, how about you? I know your story's a little different. So, mine is a little different. So, I'm the oldest child, and I've always been what some might refer to as a late bloomer. Even now, as a middle-aged woman, I'm just now finishing my master's degree and starting a new career. And it's funny because sometimes people will see me and assume that because I'm a student, I must be much younger than I am. But I was 31 when I got married, so that's a little bit later in life. And although our pregnancy wasn't planned, we had a honeymoon baby. And so people always say that the first year of marriage is the hardest, and that is definitely true. <laughs> but the difficulty is even more so compounded when you add in a brand new baby to a brand new marriage. So that was a rough season, um, just adapting and learning new ways and um, giving up singlehood and <laughs> being a wife and a mother all at the same time. Um, but my husband and I were pretty much in agreement the whole time about not necessarily wanting a big family. So we chose to only have one child and we have a daughter. She's 13 and her name is Faith and she loves being an only child. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, motherhood, it, it looks differently for for every individual. So, you know, someone might have an only child like me or someone might have a dozen or you might be a stay-at-home mom or be um, work outside of the home. But for me, I knew from the very beginning that I wanted to devote all of my um, energy and everything to being a stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom so that's where Christiana, Christiana and I are the same um, and for me it was because all of those things were modeled for me when I grew up so I never went to public school and I just cherished those memories and I wanted that for my own family I remember you know my mom always being present and so um, I'm just so grateful and thankful that I've had that opportunity for that to happen because a lot of mothers might desire that, but for different reasons, they're not able to do that, you know, for financial obligations or just they don't have the support or whatever. So I see that as a huge blessing and um, as well as a calling. Yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in motherhood so far? You know, when I know this is really uh, cheesy, but you know, when people say, you know, you don't know true love until you have a child or whatever, and I think that's true because you just l learn to love in a different way that you've never, you know, I 
feel like I would do anything for my children in anything. <laughs> and so, you know, that's just like um, a love that that you don't really have for other things, you know, or, or people. Yeah. I mean, of course, my spouse. And <laughs> but your, a, a mother's love is just, you know, one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the biggest lessons that I have seen over and over, and it always surprises me, I don't know why, but the fact that more is caught than taught. And I'm constantly amazed at how much I see this play out in my family all of the time. So I would say to any parent that if you want your kids to be kind, you better be kind. If you want them to be givers, you better be a giver. If you want them to go to church, you better go to church. If you want them to read and love to learn, then they need to see you reading and taking pleasure with learning new things because it's not enough to say, you know, that um, do as I say, not as I do, because mm-hmm. that that's not going to work. Modeling behavior is the greatest way that we teach our children because they're always watching and they're always listening. And I'm just amazed all of the time when I see my daughter doing something that I do. And it's not because I told her to do it or I showed her to do it. It's just because she saw me doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's a sobering thought that <laughs> someone's watching you, someone's listening to you, so you better walk the line. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that's always been modeled for us and mom has always said is that, you know, we are God's kid before we were her and dad's and that they've just been stewards um, of our lives. So how have y'all like modeled that and lived that out with your kids, just trusting God with their lives and their hearts and their future and everything that concerns them? Um, I mean, it it is hard because, you know, when they're little, you worry about, it's like your level of worriness changes because it's when they're little, it's like, you know, the, the little things you're worried about. And then as they get older, it's like, oh gosh, they're driving and they're on the road. And, you know, so you never stop worrying. But um, my biggest moment that I had to really, really give it all to God was when um, my oldest went off to um, Oklahoma Horseshoeing School, and we live in South Texas, so he was um, about nine or ten hours away, so that was really hard because that was, of course, the first time that we had ever been that far from each other and I knew I couldn't just jump in the car and be there like right away. And so um, the first, <laughs> you know, when we dropped him off, I I cried the entire way home. And then um, probably honestly for a, an entire week, just off and on crying, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get a grip. And um, so then, you know, I really started praying like, God, just, give me peace and just protect him. And um, one cool story that I, I always tell everybody is um, he had he had just been there a week and he went out to eat breakfast at this restaurant. And the town that he was staying in was, was tiny. I mean, probably population of like 500 people or something. I mean, it was a little bitty town. 
and um, he went to a restaurant to eat breakfast and didn't know anyone. So he was eating and he said the waitress came over and um, took his order. Then when he was done, she told him that his, his ticket had been taken care of by a gentleman. Um, and he was like, you know, do you know who it was? Or, you know, and the lady was like, oh, I don't know. I've lived here all my life and I've never seen that man. And so when he told us that story, I was like, that's, that was an angel, you know, God sent an angel. And like, after that, I just had peace that he was going to be okay. And, um, and I think God does little things like that, like to just kind of be like, it's going to be okay. And for me, that was huge. Like that was my thing that he was going to be okay. And, um, I think you just, you have to trust God, like completely because (laughs) even, um, once he came home, um, he was working one day, working cows and he had a horse accident and his horse, um, tripped while he was running through a pasture and it flipped with him and um, my husband had called me I was in the mall and um, Justin was like "Um, Dylan just flipped his horse I'm on the way to the hospital but you don't have to come right now (laughs) and I was like what so I had to drive all the way from um, Victoria to Beaver which was like an hour drive and um I just started praying, but it was so weird because I'm, I tend to cry a lot. So (laughs) I, uh, I never cried because I just started praying and I was like, he's going to be okay. I know he's going to be okay. God, God's got him. And, um, I had peace that day that he was going to be okay. And he was, he didn't have a broken bone. Um, he was bruised, but that was about it. And so, um, just little things like that. God just really, um, really steps in and takes control of the situation, but we have to trust him. And sometimes that's the hardest part is just trusting because it's not always easy to do, but yeah. 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 I think that it's really tough to be honest. I think that is really hard in this day and age that we live in because evil is so prevalent. I mean, the the internet and the TV and the radio and social media and all of these voices that are coming to our children at such young ages and just the evil that's just so pervasive and just so in your face. It's like so easy to encounter um, just bad things. And so you really do feel like you want to protect their hearts and guard them from all of that um but I think like Christiana was saying that we have such a comfort and a peace when we put our trust in God and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before that when you plant those seeds and when you when you model that behavior that you know in life we trust God we look to God um we put God first, that you have to believe that fruit is going to come from those seeds. And so um, even though it's difficult, it's just another part of walking by faith. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
All right, well, as we wrap up, I want to hear kind of your final thoughts on what are the things that you would just love to instill in your kids, uh, whether that's like family mottos or just some disciplines or some practices. What would you love to look back at the end of your life and say, I modeled this for my kids. I instilled this in my kids. I, I wanted this for them. What would you say? Um, well, it's absolutely going to be just the you know, love for Jesus, because I know that um, our parents growing up, church was just something that was non-negotiable. We had to go, you know, we were always, and it got annoying. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to be in church every Wednesday and Sunday. And um, as I grew up, there was a season where I didn't, you know, go to church for a while. And, um, but as you grow and as you get wiser, you know, you, you make those decisions for yourself that I need this community, I need these people, you know, I need God in my life. Or, you know, I don't, I don't even know how people <laughs> make it without God because the things that we have to go through on a daily basis are just, huh, it, you know, it's too much. And that's why he's there to, to help us carry our burdens. And um, anyway, so my my kids, you know, I, I want them to, they've, they've come to church. And so they, even if they go through a season of time that they don't, you know, go on their own, I know that it's something that they'll always go back to because that was instilled in them, you know. And, um just being good, good humans. And, um, that's, <laughs> that's important these days. Cause there's so many people that are just not very good. <laughs> and they truly are. Anyone who knows them will comment about how well-mannered they are and respectful and they're the best. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For me, as a as a homeschool mom, it's easy to feel this immense amount of pressure to make sure that you're teaching your kids everything that they need to, to know in life because you realize that that responsibility falls all on you. So um, especially in our family, we place a high value on education. So our home is filled with books in every single room. We love buying books. We love to visit Barnes and Noble and order things off of Amazon. And as a family, we love visiting museums and doing educational activities. So um, the past recent few years, my husband and I have both been students earning our master's degree. So our daughter has grown up seeing the value that we place on education. Um, and I think it's so much so that I would devote eight years of homeschooling to make sure she's getting the best education because I know that I can provide that for her. I know her better than anyone. I love her more than anyone. I know her strengths and her weaknesses. I know her motivations and how to bring the best out in her. So homeschooling is one of the greatest responsibilities and blessings that we've had as a family. And in that, I want to teach her about so many different things, you know, like just from math to science to language to music to art to everything. And it feels overwhelming because there's just not enough time in the day to 
learn everything about everything and learning is a constant process um, but just like Christiana said the greatest thing I could ever teach her is to love God with all of her heart and with all of her soul and with all of her mind and in loving learning she's learning to love God because he's the creator of all and she can make these connections um, you know about from math and science and all of this stuff that cause her to know who God is that we can see his um, greatness we can see the fine-tuning of the universe and we can see the beauty and his truth and his goodness and everything that we learn and we see so um, it's just to love God and yeah. to know him more that's good and she's a smart little cookie <laughs> <laughs> I had my on my Facebook memories um, that when she was doing the flashcards of, uh, remember she was like two or something, <laughs> real little, and she <laughs> was saying all these words. <laughs> well, it is definitely a high call, and I know you guys are doing a great job. So, Ange, as we close today, would you just pray for parents and encourage them as they are doing one of, if not the most important job in the universe? Sure. God, we just thank you for the calling of parenthood, Lord. We just, for everyone who has been gifted the responsibility and the privilege of having children, Lord, I just pray that we would take that responsibility seriously, Lord, and that we would see that as a picture of of your heart, that we're your children and that you love us and and we just pray that we would be able to model that in our in our families, Lord, that our families would glorify you and that would, our families would point others to you, God. And we just pray that um, protection over our children, over our families. Thank you for this wonderful responsibility. And we just pray that we would glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.